Welcome to 49ers After Dark. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Jesse Naylor. He's got the great audio set up. I bought every single thing that he has on screen. I got the microphone. I got the arm. I got the little mixer. I'm currently waiting on a $10 cord to come here and tie it all together. Kind of like the uh, carpet in the Big Lebowski that just tied the whole room together. That's what I need. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, two things. One, I heard you're married. Uh, so congratulations. That is a true fact yeah. about yeah. Grant Cone. So congratulations. Uh, two, Thanks. I ordered a camera today, like an upgraded camera. So that'll be here on Saturday. I know you have one that is not set up. So maybe we'll have to set ours up together. We'll, we'll do a FaceTime time. call and set it. Yeah, there we go. I mean, it looks like it has quite a lot of power. I've never done a damn thing with it. So I'm looking forward to doing that at some point. <laughs> Perfect. So today the show is called Major Takeaways from Trey Lance's latest interview. He spoke with uh, Rich Eisen yeah, and said a lot of interesting things. We're going to talk about that. But first, there's uh, news about Brock Purdy. He finally decided what to do. He's going to have the repair surgery, not the reconstruction. The yes. repair surgery is going to happen on the 22nd, and that is the shorter rehab timetable. What do you think of this news? Well, first of all, um, I'm not like if you ask me knee and ankle stuff, I'm usually pretty like well versed on it just because I've had those injuries myself. But with the UCL, this is something that I've been trying to do a lot of research on. And once we heard today what's going on, so he's doing the reconstruction, which from what I understand is also going to include the internal brace, which is the same exact surgery that Nick Mullins had. Now, we're hearing that he should be full recovery by the start of training camp. That's five months out, okay? Five. So... Nick Mullins being a case, uh, a case study, he actually signed with the Eagles five months after his surgery. However, after doing more research that was strategically done at that time, they made sure they did it a few days after OTAs because he wasn't fully ready. And the hope was he would be fully ready by training camp, which he was, which put him at the seven-month mark from surgery. So then I started doing a lot of research. I went to like a, a top surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, went to his website. They've done over 350 of these surgeries. They say average recovery time is seven months. So here's what I say all that to say this. Five months is very ambitious, very ambitious. I'm not saying it's impossible, but when you hear that he will be ready by the start of training camp, and that is the initial report, and that's five months from the surgery, almost to the date. I have my doubts. So that's that's where uh, that's where my mind went initially in trying to do the research. I'm like, wow, five months. I thought we heard six months the whole time. So um, that's that's what I'm getting from this whole thing. Yeah, it seems to me that <clears throat> this is another case of Kyle Shanahan wanting to like speak something into existence. Right. He wants Brock Purdy to start Week One. Got of it. Course. I totally understand why. But just because you want it to happen and wish it to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. So six months from now is, uh, okay, he's not even going to have the surgery for another two weeks, right? 22nd, yep. Two weeks. So he'll be ready at best, at freaking best, August 22nd. 
That's at the end of training camp. And that's not accounting for maybe he might take a little bit longer. You know, like, why are we just assuming it's going to be as fast as possible? And why are we rushing this? That's your franchise quarterback if you like him this much. Like, why, why is it so important? You, like, you said you have two starting quarterbacks, right, Kyle? Right. So why are you rushing back one when you have another starting? The fact that you have two starting quarterbacks also actually affords you the ability to be not slow but cautious, smart, prudent with Brock considering he could be your future. Either one of them could. Anyway, I hope that they don't rush him back for the sake of week one. Yeah, and I mean, all likelihood, like, let's say he comes back five and a half months. That puts him a couple weeks into August, two, two and a half weeks into training camp. He'd be a little behind the eight ball, but he could potentially catch up. If he is your guy, he could still potentially start in week one. I just, this five-month number is just, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it went from being six months, every single turn all the way through, to now he's ready at the start of training camp five months after surgery. That doesn't make any sense to me. So we'll see how they handle it. I hope that they are are cautious with him. Now, the good news is, also reading on, on that orthopedic surgeon's website, the success rate is extremely high, extremely high. I mean, not only are athletes returning, but they're returning with almost no issues. So he should be perfectly fine, but you got to give him that time to fully recover. And I don't... I don't think five months is is going to be it. Yeah, and I hope this is just what the Niners are telling fans so that they you know buy season tickets. I hope that privately they're saying, you know, we don't we're not going to push him to be ready in five months. We're going to let him take his time. We're going to let him take the right amount of time, and uh, we're going to look take the long view here. I hope they're not being naive and desperate. Like there's no reason to do that to him and to your franchise. Be smart. Be cautious here. There's a lot at stake. What's What's funny is, and, and I know Rappaport's the one that initially threw it out, but I went and read an article from Adam Schefter, and I don't know what he tweeted or what else you know came from that direction, but in his article he said six months, end of August, even today. So I don't. Again, this five month thing is very out of left field. It doesn't sound realistic. Um, I think at the very least you're going to see Trey taking all the first team snaps for the first couple weeks. And even if Purdy is there, I would imagine that he'll be on a snap count, so to speak, a pitch count. So I, I don't think that it's just going to be like, okay, you're good, full throw, end of July. Like that just doesn't sound realistic. Also, like the fact that they're rushing him back and not he's not having the Tommy John surgery. I'm curious, like, you don't know what his arm's going to look like in six months. So this is all a bunch of positivity, but let's be, let's be realistic. When they finally cut him loose on August 22nd, is he going to be able to drive the ball outside the numbers? Yeah, they, don't they don't know. They don't know. They'll find out. And maybe they feel that even if he can't, that he'll give them the best chance to win, but... I don't know, man. Uh, I'm a little concerned about what he's going to be when they rush him back. Yeah, and like I said, I don't I don't think there's a concern lo- long term, but right away if he doesn't come back till middle of August or let's say and then he starter week 1, I, I don't know, man. That just seems a little like I said, I, I keep using the word ambitious, and that's my nice way of saying, dude, like don't f this up. Why are they <laughs> rushing him back? If there's two options, 
Tommy John surgery, where he comes back with a stronger arm, or this internal brace thing, where he comes back sooner, but ha- might have a weaker arm, like, wh- why would you choose that option? Why is there so much, are, are you on the hot seat? Do you have to win this year? Do you not believe in Trey? Like, wouldn't you want to be, wouldn't you, I don't, I don't know, wouldn't you want to come back with a stronger arm? Like, what is the rush? You have uh, unlimited job security. Do you not? I thought you did. What's going on? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean they they I mean I think they do seems like but uh, everything that that I'm reading is that the surgery it it's new. It's very new. The first Tommy John surgery was like 1974 and that was like the only option for so many years. Now this internal brace thing is is new. It's like within the last 10 years and so it's starting to gain steam and so instead of like going directly to Tommy John they're trying to go this route and push people this route because they are seeing good success, although they don't have the long-term track record to say, hey, for sure, this is the better option. But they are seeing early success with it. It is shorter recovery, and so a lot of athletes are electing to go this route. All right. Um, let's move on. I want to address something real quick. I see a lot of people in the chat arguing about Vish. Uh, and All I wanted time, to right? say something real quick. Yeah. I was on the phone with Vish for an hour and a half today. Vish is a close friend of mine. Me and Vish are cool. Chill on Vish. I never said a, a, a negative word about that man. He's a good guy. He right. does good work. He's a friend of mine. Just because we haven't done a show in a while doesn't mean that he's not a good... So relax. Watch his stuff. Uh, support Vish. Vish, I, I support Vish. If there's anything I can do to help Vish, I would do it. You should too. Vish is a good guy. I just want to, Vish, I want to make that clear. Vish is a, a great Vish kid. Vish is a great guy. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Yeah. I talked to him too and he's... No, he's a great I mean, guy. Yeah, would never say a bad clear. thing about Grant. You've never said no. a bad thing about him. There's, I don't. It's a weird We're thing good. going on. <laughs> I talked to him for an hour and a half today. I talked to him when I was in Philly for an hour and a half too. We're good. Just want to make that clear because yeah. I feel like he gets a bunch of questions like, "What's up with you and Grant?" And he's like, "Ah, nothing." Like, leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. He's a yeah. good guy. Rafa says, "Mr. Rogers vibe. Who you got uh, tonight, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> this is a nice sweater. This is Banana Republic. Okay." <laughs> over no it's a cardigan but thanks for <laughs> but thanks for noticing mr uh, who you got tonight grant a curryless warriors or dame time um, dame time let's go are they playing soon yeah i don't really care it's razors are gonna lose i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't name a second player on that team jody moore says so are we giving up on trey lance purdy played very well however i believe trey still gives us intangibles and vertical capabilities purdy does not is that incorrect i'm with you jody no we're not giving up on trey lance we are not I'm, I'm, I am not giving up on Trey Lance. I'm the last guy to be giving up on yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you seen my movies? Rodney yeah. Heron says, question, did, did you interview, did interview show you Trey is fighting for a job? Um, oh, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about our take All about it. Bear with us. Stay tuned. The coach, I love I love his picture here with the, with the Ray. Are those Ray? They look like Ray Bans. Anyway, if we're being honest, if Brock finds his way to the field after all of this week one, Trey needs to be traded. That'll be two camps wasted. Also, vicious assault of the earth, earth, pure heart. Yeah, for sure. He's a great guy. Um, Very nice guy. Yeah, let's. If you know, if Brock finds his way back week one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. I'm not so sure that he will. I feel like Trey Lance has a super high way to make his mark and make a, an impression, and we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. He's still younger than Purdy. This could be his moment. We shall. Yeah. See. I would like to see Lance with CMC in the full offense before they write him off. Again, 
remember in training camp last year, Debo was like in and out. Kittle was in and out. Ayuk was killing it. Um, Elijah Mitchell was in and out. Like it was sort of Ayuk and Lance against the best defense in the league most days. And McGlinchey there was, was not guy, really there. He was in and right. out. He was doing his recovery. And there were some days that Lance did great. There were some days that he did not. So I think we're going to talk about also the, the the revisionist history of what happened in training camp in a minute too. Isn't the sur- surgery truly up to the surgeon? A surgeon won't do a surgery he don't believe in. Why not talk about real stuff like Kinlaw being a bust? Whoa. <laughs> so, wow. Jeez, Whoa. Jesse. Well, 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 why did why did Purdy get a second and a third and a seventh opinion? Why did he want to talk to so many different? Not every surgeon sees it the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I'm sure some were suggesting Tommy John and, and what have you. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this. The way that I remember the Nick Mullen situation going down is they said Tommy John. And once they got in there, they realized he didn't need Tommy John. And they did the internal brace. And so all of a sudden it was reported like, oh, he avoids Tommy John, which is not what anybody expected. So, not, I mean, I think the likelihood is probably very small on this. But the swelling, the reason they're not doing the surgery is because the swelling is still there, which means how accurate are your images? Do they get in and realize he does need Tommy John? Do they realize that it's not as bad and, and the internal brace? I, I don't know. You know, there's I still think there's a lot of room for possibility here. Most likely it'll be the internal brace. Most likely he'll be back in six months, but you never know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Hey, that's from the heart. That's from the heart. That's from the heart. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it's a nice sweater. It's, it's, it's Banana Republic. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's a Cosby sweater. A Cosby sweater. Okay, let's he, move on. He's married and his wife got it, got it for him. I like All right, fair enough. <sighs> Trey Lance spoke today at length with Rich Eisen. It was a good interview. Although I couldn't find the whole thing. I found clips of it. Where where was the whole thing? How long was the whole thing? Uh, it was like seven minutes or something like okay, that. I, okay, so I saw the whole thing. All right, fair yeah. enough. What were your major takeaways from this? Well, interview? he actually had a second interview that I found with Brady Quinn today as well. Um, okay. Not a, lot, not a lot came from that. Uh, but, okay, so I'll actually work my way backwards. I'm going to talk about the Quinn interview because there wasn't a lot that came from there. Uh, basically, what he said in the Brady Quinn interview is that he learned a ton from other players that aren't necessarily quarterbacks on the team, which throughout the season, you're kind of stuck with your position group. But because he was injured, he was spending a lot of time with guys like CMC and Bosa. And he said the one thing that he really dialed in during this season, spending time with guys like CMC and Bosa, Mm. is nutrition and a sleep regimen. He said that he took that from those guys, and he thinks it's helped him out tenfold. He thinks he'll be a lot better because of it. Um, and he talked about the same thing he talked about in the Rich Eisen interview where he felt he, it was a really rough season on him mentally. There was a lot to go through mentally. Early on, he felt like he was not contributing. Obviously, once Brock Purdy came in, he felt like there were ways to contribute. But the biggest thing that I I took away was he just seemed very comfortable in front of the camera. Versus yeah. last year, even when he his body language showed he was comfortable, you could hear his voice was a little bit shaky almost, like he wasn't so sure of himself and where he was at. He was joking. He was having a good time. And I said this about a week ago on, on Twitter Spaces, but I said it, 
I love Trey Lance, and I think he's yeah. a competitor internally. But I want to see that extrovert come out because I feel like he is really that guy. Because Brock, I want to let it out. Show. Brock let it out. Yes, Brock he let did. it out. He did, and it worked for him, big time, big it time. Did. Yeah. And I felt like we saw that in this interview today. Yeah. They asked him about the Lombardi Trophy, and he said, "We're going to get one of those." And then he asked, "You know, should you get that job with?" Should you basically be handed the job? And he's like, no. He's like, Brock played really good football. Really good football. It would be unfair for me to just take that job and, and be given the job. I'm ready to compete for the job. That's all I ask. Just give me a chance to compete. Which tells me that he's in a mindset like, hey, Brock's my guy. We're friends. But we're trying to take each other's job here. Like, let's not mix words. He knows what it is. I know what it is. We're both fighting for this job. May the best man win. And I just loved his confidence overall that came from that interview. It was oozing out of him. I felt like, yeah, absolutely. I thought I, I agree with that. Um, I like him very much. He's a he's a good guy. He's had so much go against him early in his career, and he hasn't really gotten a chance. Um, so it was nice to see him talk. It was nice to see him be confident. The one thing I would say is that he is still younger than Brock. He's very young. And it feels like he's a people pleaser at heart. So am I. So one people pleaser to another. Trey, sometimes it comes across like you're trying to get the older vets on the team to like you. And I get it. You praise them so much. You're supposed to. They either will or they won't. There's nothing you can say. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can say. They either will or they won't. Don't worry about it. Like, be more like Brock. Like, be more commanding. Stop. Like, don't kiss Kittle's butt or Juszczyk's butt. Like, you're, the, you're the quarterback of this team. Purdy's rehabbing. It is your team. Take ownership of it. And I'm not saying, like, you know, butt heads with some of these guys. But, like, you don't have to, like, bend over backwards to get them to like you. What's, what, what, they'll like you if you if you ball out. So, I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what, what makes me say that, but. I, my my heart goes out to Trey because I feel like I, I'm we have similar temperaments and I hear him talk and I'm like yeah man you're trying to get these people because some of these people in this locker room seem to have not given him a chance for no good reason and right. he's just like you know if you just got to know me I'm a you know I'm a good athlete I'm a good guy how could you everyone how could you not like me I that's how I feel about myself I get it but man this is a real world and you're very young and these are older people than you that just man you. Know, Life isn't fair sometimes, man. Brock came in and told people to shut the fuck up. That's what he said. And I thought it was cool. That's your, it's your time, Trey. If 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 George Kittle or anyone in the in the in the huddle in OTAs is not giving you 100% respect, tell them to shut the fuck up with a straight face. I want you to do that, Trey. I'm on your side here. I want you to do that. Because to me, he's I don't know if he's gotten there yet, and I think he needs to. It's important. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I mean, that's one of those things that like we'll just have to hear teammates say it about him because Brock in interviews is also very, you know, oh, I'm just here to get the ball and distribute it. And you know how he is, right? Oh, shucks. Um, and, oh, yeah, shucks. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I did. Actually, the one thing that I, I left out was what he said about Fred Warner. 
and he called like him that. like the most competitive like person it. he knows. I like that part. He said yeah. he wasn't coming to OTAs because he didn't want that smoke. Yeah, he didn't I, want the smoke. I love that. I loved that. Thank loved you. That. Thank you. Do that. Be that and he guy. Had, and he Trey. said it twice. He leaned into the I mic and it. was like, you hear that? You won't be at OTAs because you don't want the smoke. I love I that. that. I, like I love that. it. I like it. Absolutely love it. Because again, it's like, as leadership, it's like, hey, you're, you're a leader. On the t- come to OTAs, man. I'm yeah. challenging you. You you called me out last when I was I'm challenging you now. Come yeah. to OTAs. Make us cause you'll make me better if you're there. I, yep. I like Trey Lance so much. And it, it breaks my heart the way people have uh really wanted to pull the plug on his entire career before it got started. It's not fair. It's like he's not Tim Tebow. Come on, let's relax. And Tim Tebow got more of a chance than this than this dude. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So um I it, it's nice to see him doing the right things at the same time. I want to see him be cutthroat, man. And I like when he said that about Fred Warner, to your point. Fred, let's go, baby. Let's go. Show up. Let, let's yeah, show let's up. see if you got it. Yeah, I want to see yeah. it. And the one thing, too, again, like I don't get I don't get how the fan base hates on him um, because when you hear he was like, yeah, I was a little frustrated because, you know, when Jimmy was a quarterback, he's a veteran. I'm like, what am I really going to do to help him out? But when Brock Turk took over, that was my chance to really feel like I was contributing to wins one way or another by watching film, helping him break down protections and in um, blitz packages and that type of stuff. That's a good freaking teammate right there. At the very least, how do you hate that guy? Compare Jimmy and Trey. Both got injured. Both got upstaged by Brock Purdy. Same exact mm-hmm. position. Jimmy just goes... He's gone. No, was he talking about? Oh, what can I do, Kyle? What can I do? What did he say at the end? He was smiling on the sideline, and they said, "Oh, I wish I had a helmet." Trey, on the other hand, is still trying to impress the organization. Jimmy wants out. Trey wants to be here, so he gets hurt. He gets upstaged. He goes to Kyle. What can I do? He's twenty-two. What can I? How can I help? I'm injured. I don't want to just rehab and be on my own. What can I do to help this cause? How could, and, and that's why when asked about Trey, I feel like Kyle always is very positive. How can you not like a kid, a kid like that? He, he Again, Trey's a people pleaser. He's trying to please you, Kyle. What can I do to help? You got to like that. I mean, that's what Kyle yeah. wants, right? He wants non-diva quarterbacks, quarterbacks who, treat, who, who carry themselves like tight ends, right? Well, yeah. that's Trey. That's Brock. You got two of them. It's great. Great. Yeah, it is. It's a great Jimmy situation. Wasn't exactly, to be in. Jimmy carried himself like he was Tom Brady Jr., which always killed me. Always killed yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. And, and this yeah. isn't this isn't even just an isolated incident. I mean, in 2020, where where the hell was he when he was injured? He wasn't around the team at all. Like he wasn't down on the field trying to help out the other quarterbacks. He was up watching the game in street clothes, not even wearing Niner gear. Like, yeah, it's very very different. But if we could end this section on one message trey everyone on the niners i know you're watching trey as quality control coach number one on the 49ers i give you full license to tell george kittle to shut the fuck up i tell i tell him i told you to say it let me let me tell you this actually let me tell you this so they were doing uh superlatives like one word superlatives (laughs) on the brady quinn interview and they asked him about teammates and he had to give Mm -hmm. one word first person they asked him about was kittle and he just laughed, like immediately laughed. And he goes, that's an interesting one to start with. That was his words. And then he goes, 
Um, I would say, like, I think he called him eccentric. Or no, wild. Wild is what he said. That was his way to describe him. But what, what did Brock Purdy? Like, what did Brock Purdy say about Kittle? With Kittle sitting next to him on that, what was it after Thursday night? He said he yeah. won't shut up. Yeah, he won't shut up. And like, yeah. in a good way. In a good way. No, yeah. he won't. Yeah, Kittle, I love you, but wow, that guy loves being a media darling. Yeah, yeah and then he was asked about Ayuk, and he go, and he goes, that guy doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, he's like the exact opposite of George yeah. Kittle, and like yeah. so, so. Ayuk stuck his foot in his mouth this week, and no one would have noticed if I hadn't called him out. But um, I still much prefer George. Sorry, I much prefer Brandon Ayuk to George Kittle, just oh, in terms Brandon of Ayuk, the way yeah. they portray themselves. Brandon Ayuk is just—he's not media trained. He's not trying to be a celebrity. He's a football player, and sometimes he—he he says something that he shouldn't. George is like trying to be on barstool so hard. I'm like, man, I can't take it. Like it's nauseating i'm sorry brandon i like brandon and so when he when he got himself in trouble and i got him in trouble by snitching i felt bad and i'm like okay let me try to damage control for brandon because brandon's a good guy if george did that i'm like nah dude you wanted the smoke you took the, you like you invited the smoke you love the smoke that and that's the thing about kittle you know and he's been one of my favorite players on the team for a while but did dude, he not change from 2017 to now? Way too hard. It was man. Super hard. It's like you're not. You're not I'm the sorry, 24 George. year old kid anymore. You're and you're not 30. that funny. You're not yeah. that funny. You're not. As someone who's yeah. freaking hilarious, you're not that funny. <laughs> not, to, not to spoil a form, but beep beep. If you know what I mean. You know. Stingray says Trey seemed way more confident and ready to fight. Yeah. Well, he's growing up. I mean, he still isn't even 23. Can you right. put yourself remember what were you like at 22 and 3 quarters? Rem, try to remember. Try to remember. Bro, I, I mean, I had I I wasn't even on the Niners beat yet. I wasn't even on the Niners beat yet. What the hell were you doing at 22 and 3 quarters? I mean, shoot, I didn't Actually, That's a tough one. <laughs> actually That's I bought one. my first house when I was 22. Hey! So I can't say I was that immature. Uh, I was that guy. <laughs> I was Timothy. Yeah. Although, although I will say, uh, you know, I was probably still rocking like puka shell necklaces and hoop earrings. You know what I mean? Who wasn't? <laughs> Fafita says BP's new arm should make him unknown for now and on equal terms as unknown Trey Lance for starting quarterback. If both unknowns play like Pro Bowlers, who do you start? Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> new arm. I mean, I'm I'm going with the guy that I spent all the capital on, like. That's who I would go with. I Start I have a feeling the, the healthiest quarterback week one. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's saying like if they both, like, I get it. I am under the impression this is just my personal feeling, and I could be wrong about this, but I genuinely feel like Trey Lance can come out and have a perfect training camp. But if Brock Purdy is fully ready to go week one, yeah. there's, nothing there's nothing he can do there's to nothing. override what we saw in there's no game. practice performance or preseason performance yeah. that trumps what brock did and right. so again that's okay for trey trey you feel like this the, the, the cards are stacked against you remember you have a quarterback who cannot or doesn't care to keep quarterbacks healthy so whoever starts the season typically doesn't finish the season so yeah. you might want to lose the competition because losing might be winning. I'm just saying, but I'm a morbid. I'm a morbid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and that's true. I mean, he's gonna play at some point. I gotta imagine. You know, whether it's Rich a, Kel a week, you know Rich Kelts. Four weeks, whatever. Yeah, of course. 
He 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 did the research. I mean, I mean, Kyle's been an OC for a long time. I think there's been five seasons where he's had a quarterback go, you know, from week one to week to the end. There's a 75% or 67% chance that whoever starts is not finishing, and that's a troubling, troubling uh, pattern. Well, as the head coach, what? Three, four, four of the six years they've gotten and down I'm gonna to their say, third string. I, I hung out with my cousin today. Um, first cousin, name is Mike Dauber. Shout out, Mike. He's from Virginia, longtime Washington fan. And so, again, like they know the Shanahan's too. And he, we're, we were yeah. sitting and talking. He's like, you know, like I can't stand Kyle. I'm like, well, why? He's like, well, RG three was the best quarterback we've ever had. That season in 2012 was the most promising season they've had since, like, Gibbs. And they it was over because they broke him, and they had no remorse, and that's what they do. And from his perspective, it's like, okay, well, let's see see him repeat history. So that's that's how grizzled Washington fans feel about the Shanahan's, and I sort of get it. And you know, and it's, I, it, I there's it no, there's, there's no, there's no percentage in it for RG three to be bitter about it, right? But deep down, how do you think he feels? He, he could have been special. He was special that rookie year. I thought, mm, it's too bad. Well, I mean, you hear how, <laughs> how uh, Mike Shanahan talks in interviews about RG three years later, and recalling that situation and basically telling him like you're not good enough to play quarterback in this league unless you run. Like, that's what he was telling him. So, of course, 22-year-old kid comes in the league, 23-year-old kid, whatever, impressionable. He's trying to win win his teammates. So he's trying to do everything that Trey Lance has been trying to do. You think he's going to tell Mike and Kyle no when they're like, not. hey, of course we got, hey, man, we got to do this. Otherwise, you're not going to be he – t- he told him word for word, you're not going to last in this league if we don't run you this way. Is well, what on. he said, he, and there's some tr- there's some truth to that. But what I want to say is, look at what Philly's doing. Philly runs their quarterback without getting him murdered. It seems like Philly has found a way to incorporate the running back into the running into the running game without getting him hurt, really ruining his career. And it doesn't seem like the Shanahan's have really figured that out. That's why I'm so intrigued. By Philly, it seems like they actually do a good job of running the quarterback and not flattening the quarterback. It's a, it's it's an intriguing concept. But even then, Hertz' season almost ended weeks. because he was running. For yeah. a couple weeks. But yes, yeah, true. It's true. But still, that's why I'm kind of rooting for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I I like the idea of a team that is running the zone read. With a quarterback not making a lot of money that can win it and beat the best quarterback making $35 million. It's like the two ends of the spectrum of roster building. And the Niners are trying to be the Eagles. They're, no one can be the, the Chiefs, right? You can't copy, hey, get Patrick Mahomes. Okay, there's one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's one. But you can yeah. do what the Eagles are doing. And especially if, if you can prove that like running a college-style zone read offense works without getting your quarterback obliterated, that opens up a whole avenue of possibilities for the league. So I, I, I'm rooting for it. I don't know why. I just am. But Yeah, I mean, this will be the first. This will be the first. I mean, when has a, a very mobile quarterback at that level ever won a ring? It Russell Wilson happened. would be one. But he's... 
Russell Wilson would like Very scramble different. behind to throw deep. Like Jalen Hurts yeah. really runs. Like he's yeah. a he's a running. He's a running. He's six one two twenty five. Anyway, yeah, yeah I'm, Davis, I'm saying more like uh like there's scramblers and then there's designed runners. <laughs> and right. Steve Young was a scrambler. Elway was a scrambler. Russell Wilson but was a scrambler. Designed runners. There's is yeah. Kaepernick RG three right. Um and there's Hurts and like Kaepernick. They didn't get him hurt, but there. Greg Roman couldn't compliment him with the passing game at all. And RG3, like, it looked great, but Kyle couldn't even keep him healthy. Sirianni is doing a good job of giving him a passing game and an offensive line and a lead blocker. It's working so far. Uh, so it's very intriguing. They, they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a copycat league. If they win the Super yeah. Bowl, teams will try to do what they're doing. And the last five to six, seven years, everyone's trying to get the, the McVay-Shanahan offense. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, all of a sudden, you're going to see teams trying to do that, which is intriguing because I like I like running a quarterback. You should be able to do it, but also protect him. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Buffalo hasn't figured that out either, no. and that's, that's the blueprint for Shanahan because he can't stop talking about Josh Allen, which, oddly enough, he's the blueprint when it comes to how much you run Trey Lance and the way you run Trey Lance, but he wasn't the blueprint in how you develop Trey Lance by starting him right away. That's very, very interesting to me. Yep. Uh, again, I feel like the Niners are trying to turn Trey Lance. The Niners want to be the Eagles. I really believe that. They're just like a year behind him. The Eagles are a really interesting organization. Um, and I do think that Trey Lance, Justin Fields could do things that Jalen Hurts does. In that, You put Trey Lance on the Eagles, I think he would kill it. But yeah, the Niners aren't the Eagles. You got to work that out. The Eagles have the best offensive line in the league. That's a great way to help a young quarterback. Give them the best offensive line in the league. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You give them the best left tackle in the league. That's a great start. But you have a platinum left tackle and like you know, I don't know what you would call the, the rest of the offensive line, but what what uh the Eagles have is like, you know, gold at every position on the O-line and the D-line. No platinum but a lot of gold. The Niners have platinum Bosa, platinum Trent Williams, and bronze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bronze. Exactly. And that's their that's the, the bargain they make. David Sir says, if Trey Ball is out and we're seeing the potential finally come to fruition, do we keep Brock or trade him? Feels like Brock's yeah. hype can land us at first. I don't think we need to hit these hypotheticals because the Niners have to prove they can keep any quarterback healthy before we talk about who they should commit to. Yeah, and the Niners blame their victims here. They're like, they yeah. So, uh huh. Yeah, right. The, my my thing is, is I'm not gonna like if the roles reverse where I said, hey, you don't trade Trey, you just you you need to keep him at least through this year. Same thing goes for Brock. Like if one of them emerges and is the guy, maybe we start talking about that next offseason, sure. But this offseason, you need both of these guys, and quite frankly you're going to need both of them to try to show you that they are the guy because neither one of them has done enough to prove that they are are the guy. Neither one of them might be the They're guy. They're both rookies who are coming yeah. off injuries. Yeah. You could argue that the Niners quarterback situation was better last season considering they had Jimmy and neither Purdy or Trey was coming off an injury. Yeah. Juber 89 says, did you see McAfee Debo interview? At the, end of, at the end, Pat told him not to gain weight this offseason. Had me rolling on the floor. I didn't. I did not see. That's actually really funny, though. That's super funny. Jody Moore says, "Did Kyle have a different offensive package for Purdy than he did for Trey? If so, why? If Kyle gives same package to Lance, will we see the same level of success?" Um, look, I understand wanting to run Trey, 
it's like if you have Jalen Hurts, you want to run him too, but you got to find a way to do it without crunching, like running in between the tackles on second and eight. Why? Why? I watched how the how the Eagles run Jalen Hurts. It always seems like when you least expect it. It's it's the element of surprise, and it's for it's like high reward situations for first downs and touchdowns. You ran him on second and eight. Why? He was averaging four yards a carry. What was the reward there? That's my thing. I'm sorry. He, we talked about scramblers and runners. He's a scrambler. He's not a, a runner. He's not a guy that you design runs for. He's going to naturally scramble three to five times a game. Now, there are other ways. I, I hate when people say, well, Kyle obviously saw that he just couldn't allow him to throw. So, I mean, what is he supposed to do? There are other ways that you can make his job easier. If that's the case, roll him out. I I talked about it all offseason. Roll him out, give him high-low reads, make his job easy, allow him to get into these games, dump-offs, whatever, figure it out. But running him up the gut is not the way to do it. I think you can actually design runs for him. But the way I saw defenses reacting to him on those zone reads was all eyes on him. They're so freaked out about him. Good! Then hand it off. <laughs> hand it off. I mean, Debo went for 50 yards in that Seattle game. Like, It just seemed like you could use him as a decoy until teams adjusted. And then all of a sudden, when they least expect it, then he keeps it. That's the whole point of the zone read. You don't, a st- you don't do a steady diet of quarterback runs in the first quarter. You save it. You save it for a high leverage moment. And Kyle was like... Anyway, anyway, I, I, I like you I can use him as a runner, but it, like you could use Purdy as a runner. Like it, it's just yeah. when you, it's supposed to be when you least expect it. It's a surprise, or or when you most expect it, which is third and goal at the one yard line, or fourth sure. and one. Like sure. use him then. And by the way, you're running him up the middle in a quarterback power, but it's a very different situation. Everybody's right there at the line of scrimmage. You're not running out into the open field where people can blindside you without you seeing. It's like it's just a big pile up and everybody goes down. It's a much safer way to run somebody. And it is the perfect time to run Trey Lance because that's when you can actually get something important out of it. Not a, I don't know, four yards on second and eight in the middle of the first quarter. I don't know. Joshua Wyatt says Trey Lance reminds me of Shooter McGavin. He always says the right thing. If hear him say he is super excited one more time, nice par, bro. Super funny. Also, another thing, Trey, stop saying at the end of the day. That's a verbal tick. Don't do that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a, it's, it's a lame thing to say. And I know why people say it, but I'm just saying, as a writer, it's a cliche. Don't say it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's a, way, it's a lame thing to say. There's a lot of, and it's funny because I, I really had to pick myself apart and I still catch myself getting stuck in these things where it's like, you you say certain words as crutches instead of trying to use um or uh you say certain things or you instant right. it. it's very very hard to do it's very hard to do it is i'm just giving him <laughs> some advice the coach says the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are as a person trey's going to have to take his respect you got to run with what you brung i like it yeah you got to you you can't ask kittle to respect you you can't say george Come on, you can't. You got to take it. Brock did. It's your turn. And you saw him do it. So now I'm, I, I, just follow the same blueprint. I think you could do it too. I think you can. Yeah, absolutely. Diego completely understands me. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
dollar from 209er. Appreciate you. Official BNA Music 88 says, after seeing Trey's interview with Rich, I have no more patience for these trolls with ambiguous accounts dissing Trey. No logic reason. Jesse, you already know it's time to Photoshop. <laughs> he's uh, he's so funny, man. He's he's the one that, that went viral for the uh, Jimmy Jimmy calling out Kyle. Hell yeah. In the middle of the Your Broncos game. plays freaking suck. That was great. Toy Story 5 in the works, y'all. Toy Story 3. Man, if you want to cry for a, a, a lot, watch Toy Story 3. Great movie. For, for dinner's daddy says, if Purdy isn't ready by week one and Lance plays really good in training camp and to start the season, you think he's he gets benched for Purdy when he is ready? I don't think so. I, I feel like if he comes out and they start out like 2-0, and 3-0, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, but the problem is, the problem is the 49ers start slow anyways, and that's not a Trey Lance thing. That's a 49er thing. So he's going to have to overcome a lot in order to keep the job. Timothy Glander says Kyle Shannon is not as cool and progressive as he pretends to be. I honestly feel like he dogs out black players and uses black coaches for picks. Black running backs get no burn now that he has his great white hype. Wow. I'm not touching that with yeah. a 17-foot fucking pole. Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Me neither. Timothy Glanders, for airing your opinion, I'm not commenting on it. T. Breezy says, who says you have to run read option with Trey Lance? Don't understand how people insinuate he's a running quarterback. He could run if the play, he can get extended. I'm just saing what 11-on-11 <laughs> 11 football is something you want to do if you can keep your quarterback healthy. Like, the results are in. It, it, it results in increased offensive efficiency. If you can keep your quarterback healthy, Kyle can't keep his quarterback healthy no, no matter what he does on offense. So he might want to look into it. I'm just saying, what Eagles seem to be doing is intriguing. It's intriguing. It's incorporating college football in a safe NFL way. It's intriguing. Don't write it off. I also think quarterbacks that scramble, that are more designed, like more scramblers, hurt you more with their legs, anyways, because. It happens when you least expect it. How many times did the 49ers have Russell Wilson in a third and long? They have great coverage. The defense turns their back, and all of a sudden, here goes Russell picking up nine yards. It's a backbreaker play. It is. Or you feel like you've got the perfect... Great example. Perfect blitz off the edge where Brock Purdy gets hurt. Remember how fast those defensive players got in on the very first play of that Cardinals game, and Trey right up the middle took off. Got a first down to start it. All Those I'm are the is, types of plays that kill you. I agree. And that's 50% of the rushing. But mm-hmm. imagine Steve Young, 27, 25, 24, in 2023, playing for Philly. Getting those scrambles, but also getting the well-timed, well-schemed zone reads as well. He'd be on another level, man. I'm telling you. You look at a player like Justin Fields floundering in Chicago, and you think, well, what would he look like in Philly? I'm telling you, I feel like Philly is inspirational. <laughs> and a lot of these quarterbacks yeah. who are failing, you're like, well, what if they were on a team in a scheme like that? Well, it's fair, it's fair to wonder because, again, you, know, you got Anthony, Richard come, Anthony Richardson coming out this year. He's going to fail on nine, to ten, 9 out of 10 teams in the NFL. But you put him on Philly, I bet it works. So can, if someone, whoever takes him, you better have that plan. Otherwise, it's not going to work. That's all I'm saying. Also, a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. I mean, he put in yeah. a ton yeah. of he's work. He's more than just offense. an athlete. He's he's yeah. a he's a he's a quarterback and a leader. Brian yeah. Hicks says, "Grant, you should just cover the Eagles instead of the Niners because you seem to love the Eagles a lot." LOL, kidding. Love your content, Grant. Sorry, Brian. I'm impressed. <laughs> they beat the they beat the Niners. 
They beat the Niners. Love Trey, but Fred isn't coming. <laughs> Chris B says, Jesse, you were great the other day on the Krug show. Hope one day I see all three of you on the same show. It's time to start getting some some heavy hitter roundtables. I agree. I mean, a lot I of agree. us have really... Uh, yeah, it'd be fun. Roundtables round can be, be tough, fun. but as long as you have a host that can can get yeah. it in the right direction at all times, it's, it's easy. All right, let's move on. So what's funny is... Uh, Training camp feels like a long time ago, mm-hmm. back when Trey Lance was the unquestioned starter and Nate Sudfeld was number two and Brock Purdy was number three and Jimmy Garoppolo was just chilling on the sideline like doing and one trick passes while he was killing time. Um, now, the whole season played out and Brock Purdy ended up being like Harry Potter. And uh, what's funny is you have people who were there at training camp for like a day or two or three who didn't say not a nair, not a thing. Um, about Trey, about Brock Purdy being a prodigy at the time. But now that it played out, they're like, hey, I was there for three days, and I just want you to know that I noticed that Brock Purdy was way better than Trey Lance. And just because I didn't say so at the time doesn't mean that I didn't think it. And I just want you to know that right now. So I just want people to know there's a lot of that. There's a little revisionist history going around. And it's as disgusting and un, um, seemly unfashionable as my sweater. So I, I think you should keep that in mind. It 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 is, and I want to be clear about this because Kruger was just brought up. He is the only guy that I know that actually was saying positive things about about Purdy. He's the only one who legitimately gets credit for this. He's yes. it. Yeah. He he's it. And in fact, he's got a tweet that says, and it was like the end of August last year. He goes, This year we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance next year we'll be talking about Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance so that's that's big he's time the only one there. who said it at the time the only one the yes. only one I'm but, talking about Brett Coleman I'm talking about Brett yeah Coleman talking about Brett Coleman I was gonna say dude, his name if you didn't this dude was there for three days and now he's like man I, I, I totally saw that Brock Purdy was better did you say it at the time no no get out of here no, he didn't. Here. He didn't say it. And I searched his tweets to make sure that I wasn't tripping. He didn't say it then. He didn't. And he's he and by the way, this is not like throwing shade his way. Like I don't know, Brett, but I'm throwing he, shade. He, here's the thing. I, Brett is a fantastic content creator. He does his definitely thing. does his thing. But he crossed right? in that hour lane. I'm like, man, you are misrepresenting what you saw and observed and, and judged. Yeah. This yeah. is totally revisionist history. But yeah. your little 10-minute videos about why DK Metcalf is underrated coming out of Ole Miss was great. I love that. We all watched yeah. that. It was great. It was a great show. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But don't come around my territory talking about – I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just it, – it's it's funny because this was – this is an old story – but then it, it happened again today where he was having yeah. a conversation with Steve Smith. Steve Smith. And he he brought it up. He's like, well, why why was it only in two-minute drills that Trey Lance was better than Brock Purdy? And he was looking at his computer like, I'm sorry. Do you have notes and, and stats on this? You were there for three days. Three days three what days. are you talking about? Like, Hold on. I was there for three, four weeks, and I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, again, you're comparing the first-string quarterback going against the first-string defense to the third-string quarterback? Like he, 
He's playing with undrafted free agents against undrafted free agents. How do you honestly compare those two things? That's yeah. why the Niners didn't start Brock Purdy. I mean, you can't actually look at a third stringer going against third stringers and be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's, Brock, that's Joe Montana. Like, <laughs> right, right. You haven't tested him yet. He's right. a gamer who proved himself when he got in games. There's a reason that he didn't win the job based off what – anyway, so yeah. This revisions history is hilarious to me. To me. It, it, yeah, As if it, Brock Coleman had a better eye than Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. In three That's days. what he's insinuating. And, and the thing the thing is, is that if, if Brett was there for the whole time and, and had that take then, I would actually Like Larry him. did. Like Larry, like Larry did. Right. Like Larry did. I, he was there. He, he was there. Whatever. He said it. He was there. Yeah. He said it at the time. Totally but, fine. But what Neither he's doing is completely different. You've got a yeah. three-day snapshot. Who knows where and what what days those were in training camp, what they were working on, what they – I just – I can't stand it, man. I really can't stand it. Yeah, and I tried to call him out like a couple months ago, but I didn't get my facts 100% right because I didn't know he was there. He apparently was there for three days. I didn't – I'm there. He didn't introduce himself to me. Yeah. He, apparently he was there with like sunglasses and like a, like a hat on, like incognito. Um, so I was like, I never saw you there. He's like, I was there for three days, and he showed some pictures to prove it. I was like, oh. <laughs> Which is even worse, by the way. Oh, my even God. W- three even days. worse. Even okay. worse. Oh, a whole three days? A whole three wow, days. Wow, that really changes things. My bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, Miguel says, suppose Brock Purdy starts week one. If they go 0-2, 0-3, start, do they switch to Trey Lance? How bad does it have to get? Thoughts again. I I think whoever starts is going to have a short leash. I really do believe that. Regardless of whether it's Trey or or Brock, I mean, if they start out bad, yeah, you're you're going to start hearing talks of the other quarterback. You just are. History suggests that whoever starts the season for Kyle Shanahan doesn't finish it for one reason or another, like seventy yeah. percent of the time. So take your pick. Dustin the Gale says Grant thoughts on Brock and Jalen are the exact same height and weight. I didn't realize it until the Vision Krug show. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jalen in person because when I look at Brock, I'm like, man, that's me. He looks – he's my stature, and I'm not an NFL quarterback. Like, I'm, I'm little. I'm 6'1". I'm 6'1", 185, and I'm proud of it. I guess they say he's 6'1", 220. I don't see it. I don't see it. He does, his legs are not that big. He's not 35 pounds no. thick. He looks it's tiny not, next to Jimmy Garoppolo. Six, I'm six feet and a half inch. He is six feet and a half inch, and he's like probably one. I'll give him 195. He's like probably 10 pounds heavier than me, but not 35. He's a, he's a little fella. And I'm a little fella. As a little fella, Hertz, he's a little fella. Hertz is much thicker. He, I mean, yeah. maybe that was their combine weight, but you see him now. Hertz is a much bigger. Hertz is thicker athlete. than a Snickers. He's, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not like Debo thick. He's not a double Debo in Chiefs. Gammon Brown says, I'm so confused. Jesse is sporting Niners gear, yet he hates the Niners. Grant is wearing normal clothes as if he isn't the biggest fan alive. Bizarre. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he likes it's my sweater. All, it's all a part of the conspiracy that the NFL is paying us to be a part of. Definite conspiracy. Absolutely. Debo, not the only cheapskate on the team. After his big contract, Jimmy Garoppolo went to Vegas. I know that he stiffed everybody, dealers, waitresses, etc. <gasps> oh, so many snitches coming out of the woodwork. So today, earlier on my show, someone, oh, I think it was, I don't know who was on. It was me or Larry. Someone said that, uh, no, it was, with, it was with Jose this morning. Someone said that he, that Debo goes to Benihana and doesn't tip. Doesn't tip. Who doesn't Benihana. tip? Someone, someone went to Benihana and they're, and, and, 
got into a conversation with Debo. He's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't tip. So, Debo, that's terrible. Apparently, Jimmy did the same thing. What? Maybe people are just, are just slandering people because they know you get clout. But I don't no, know. Jimmy, that's has, true. Yeah, maybe. That's There's no way good, to verify though. it. Okay. Tipping is tipping etiquette is tough. Do you tip at um, a coffee shop? Yeah, one dollar. Okay, I'll I'll give you my my, my tipping rules. You ready? Okay, 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 okay. So if I order takeout, like I yes. go pick it up, not like DoorDash, right? Right. Like I go pick it up. I don't know what to do. So when I do that, or if I get a coffee or something, I have the same rule. It sounds stupid, but I always do. One dollar. I don't know That's why. Fair. It's just give something. Like, like, what did you like, do? Oh, like, I did it. The food. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I feel. I feel you on that one. I don't know. Um, that's a tough one. Do you tip on when you're when you're at a restaurant? Do you tip on the total or the subtotal? I tip. Well, the total. We don't. I mean, like, do you do twenty percent of the total or twenty percent of the subtotal? I do twenty percent of the total. I I feel that. Sometimes I feel like, why am I tipping on the tax too? Like that's I I didn't consent to that. Like that's the government. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> maybe don't that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I just look at the. But total. now that I'm a celebrity, sometimes I just give out 30 percent just to be like, yeah, Grant Cohn did that. Let me something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I remember I went to uh, I went to a German restaurant and it was really really good one time and it was my wife and I. It was a date night. We had just had our first kid. It was like our first date out, and this waitress was on it grant i mean on it our bill was like 80 bucks i tipped her a hundred dollars that was like the best tip i've ever given i'm normally i'm not like a big like always doing that stuff but for this one special occasion she was incredible i feel that so. i did that one time too i took my wife to the w during the pandemic in westwood which is a phenomenal uh mm-hmm. hotel we went to their outdoor steakhouse called stk i think there's a few of them around the country the, the service was so good. We had reservations. They came to us to, to bring us to seat, and they were like, we're so sorry we made you wait. Didn't make us wait. Here's a bottle of champagne. What? Thank you. So, so we do the whole dinner. We order all kind of wine. They don't charge us for any of the wine. None wow. of it. None wow. None of it. So I just give them, like, I'll just, I'll just pay you to tip then. Thank yeah. you. Because you expected and, and to have this big yeah, deal in That's what's yeah. so cool about service that's that nice. It's like, hey, man, if you're going to. Give me, if you're gonna, I'll just, I'll just pay you it in a tip. Then it goes straight yeah. to you. Thank you so yeah. much. That's very nice. Yeah, I love anyway. that. I love that. Yeah, super nice. And it wasn't because he thought because he watched me on freaking YouTube. That was like June. That was like February twenty twenty one. Go to hey everyone. Go to the W in Westwood. Great time. Way better than the love one it. in West Hollywood. I'm just saying. Scotty Dippin says we get in the plays. Caution and drew up on the uh, plane this year. It was yeah. counter bash. You didn't know. Jacob, uh, Jacob says say, my I think we already got him. <laughs> Jacob says my girl works at Louis V and she says Debo is the rudest dude ever to everybody. Debo got a bad rap. I'm just saying everybody I've ever met, everybody who's ever said they met him to me has a bad story. He's all said he's an a-hole. Always. Yeah. yeah I and I've, I don't know him. I just know him like professionally and he's always been fi- like good enough, like fine enough. But yeah. um, story after story after story of Debo doing that. So Debo. You, we're just, I also we're get just it, around. I also get the feeling though that he I think he might be a little socially awkward because even in his interview today with Stephen A. Smith, he has like he has this awkward laugh. He does it with you guys in the locker room when you ask him yeah. things. And he he does it also when he's on TV. He just has an awkward laugh and he and he kept what did he keep saying? He had a crutch phrase that he kept 
saying as well. It was like I think something Brandon like you feel me. I think you know both what I mean? Brandon Ayuk and Debo are a little socially awkward, but yeah. Debo seems like a little bit like he's got his head in the clouds and Brandon's a little bit more grounded. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Maybe I mean, it's because I think, Debo blocked me and Brandon likes me. I don't know. Yeah, I think I a lot of know. that, though, is like, yeah. you know, how you dress and, and how you portray yourself. He portrays himself one way, but I, I get the feeling that, like, deep down, he's just very, he's just very socially awkward. I, I just know. felt like they're sitting next to each other at the Warrior game. Debo's like, yeah, yeah I'm Debo Samuel. And Brandon's like, man, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here in my pajamas. Like, I'm ready to go. I don't even root for this team. Anyway, uh, should the, should we trust the 49ers brass this offseason? I mean, they've built up a lot of equity and and, and uh, capital, but at the same time, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. I, I feel like the, if there's a time to trust them, it's probably during this time of year. <laughs> because it almost seems like every year people pick them apart for what they do in the offseason or what they don't do in the offseason. And they always put together a team that once you get halfway through the season, you go, oh, this might be the best team top to bottom in the league. Didn't necessarily see that coming. Now, they have a lot of third-round picks. I don't trust them to not take a running back again. <laughs> That's about the only thing I don't trust them to do. But other than that, I, I think I think we got to trust them at this point. I think they've, they've learned from their mistakes. They're seventh year doing this. I'm going to trust whatever they do with the offseason. Except for the quarterback position, that's the one thing that I am not going to trust is the quarter because I don't. They don't know what they're doing with it. I'm sorry, they just don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like they. I, John Lynch is a good GM, and they do. They have put together maybe the second best roster in the league after Philly. I mean, they don't, they don't have Patrick Mahomes, but they have a hell of a roster. What I think they need to do with the quarterback position is just like, just embrace the fact that you can't keep one healthy. But also embrace the fact that most quarterbacks you put behind center put up numbers. I mean, Mullins did, Purdy did. I mean, Lance probably will if you give him a freaking chance. Jimmy, Jimmy did. Like, just approach the position like it's running backs. Running back used to be the catalyst of, a, of an offense back in the day. It's a very important position. People figured out, yeah, but they get hurt a lot, and you can find these guys late in the draft. Well, is that no different with the quarterback position with the Niners? They get hurt a lot, and you find these guys late in the draft, so keep bringing in bodies. You need three every game on the active roster and one or two on the practice squad. And yeah. you know what? You, you might just hit just, just having a preponderance of bodies at the position. They've got to draft a quarterback every year. Yeah. Unless this they year. get three that they're this comfortable year. with. Yeah, they they got to draft, draft a quarterback this year, this year yep. and sign one. Yeah. 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 You yeah. got you got to come into camp. I suggest the kid from UCLA, but there's other guys too. The kid from TCU's. I mean, he's a he's got a Brock Purdy esque resume. Yeah, everybody's talking about this Hainer kid. I haven't seen. I really haven't. Yeah, he's put like a lot. 37 years old. Yeah, I haven't put a lot of thought into these quarterbacks at all, just because I don't know. Like the only reason I knew a lot about Brock Purdy was because I thought he was going to come out in 2021, and the 49ers were going to draft a quarterback. So that's why I put a lot of work into Brock Purdy and knew who he was. Um, but since they've taken Lance, I just I don't know. I don't. I haven't yeah. put a lot of thought in these guys. Yeah. Well, John, we trust you. But what you, what he's got to do? Last year he made one big splurge. 
Traverius Ward. It worked out. This year, I think they need to make two. One in free agency and one in the draft. You can sign one guy, not including Nick Bosa. Sign one newcomer, and yeah. you, you could, they could trade up for someone. They have all kind of draft picks later. They could, they could target someone in the draft. They could target someone in free agency. I think they should. I think they probably should both be on the trenches, on the lines. Yeah, I just I get the feeling that the 49ers are I don't know, we'll we'll see what they do this offseason. Yeah. They only have 8 million in salary cap. I mean, they can obviously free things up and we'll see how that works out, but w- would you be shocked if they had a whole new right side of the line next year? Would that surprise you at all? And none of them, none of them were free agents. They were guys that were already on the team that they just kind of bumped into the starting role. Like that's how I feel the 49ers do with the offensive line. And that's what I hope they don't do. I mean, yeah, I could see it. Like Burford's cool. I like Burford. I think keep him at right guard, but they could have Jalen Moore at right tackle and mm-hmm. Jason and Nick Sakel at center, which is, you know, maybe cost effective, but is it better? I don't, is it good enough to beat Philly? That's the only question you yeah. have to ask, right? Is it good enough to beat Philly? Mm, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if Philly's going to be that team next year. They got so many free agents. I mean, they're in a crazy bad spot. That is so true. we'll we'll this see their, next year. But but we're talking about Philly. There's always a team. Seattle, by the way, they're on the come up. This division's not going to be. I don't think the division's going to be that easy next year. They've got two first round picks this year. They've got cap money. Seattle, I don't think, is going to be the, the pushover that they were this year for the 49ers. Yeah. I'm just... Although I, know that Gino, I know that Geno's had good games. It's just never yeah. been against the Niners, so yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I... I and I know I, he, he has a good arm, and he's a good athlete. But the way he fumbled in the pocket, it's just like... I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't know. He, I, he, I, he gives me Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a nice arm, too. Yeah. Better athlete. Mm. Jorge says, greetings from the 305. Is that Miami? I think so. Miami. We know now, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to be there next week if you want to meet me up. Are you? Meet Miami? Up. Yeah. I'm going, to bring, I'm going with my wife. We're taking a, a red eye Wednesday night, getting there Thursday. Nope. I don't know. Yeah. Thursday? I'd come see you, but that's about a four and a half hour drive, so no. Eh, fair enough. Um, hates Kyle Shanahan's comments at the press conference. Not a leader, apparently. Yeah. I mean, great offensive coordinator. Great judge of coaching talent. Has helped put together a great roster, but is he a real leader? Don't know. I mean, actually, I think no. I would have to say no, but he always, I'm always open to being proven wrong. So, Kyle, win the Super Bowl. Madness I, the I, didn't, says, I didn't like what he said at the presser either, so bad. I agree with that. Easiest trip to the Super Bowl that I've ever seen in the NFC Niners versus Cowboys should have been the championship game. Thoughts, Grant and Jesse? No. Philly's better than Dallas. I agree with that. What? What? Yeah. Why is it hard for Niner fans to say? Why 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 is Philly triggering the Niner fans so much? Why? It was easy for the Niner fans to be gracious about Dallas even before the game. I think I think good. because of the the fans they don't Eagle fans it's tough because Eagle fans ran their mouth and 49er fans feel like we didn't get a fair shot and the team by the way the 49ers team is acting like they didn't get a fair shot, right? And so the Eagles were the best team. We should have known that coming into it. Yes, I do think that they had the easiest path, but it doesn't mean that they're not deserving to be there. I mean, they beat the Giants. They beat the 49ers without a quarterback, but at the end of the day, they're still a stacked roster. Yeah. 
Gammon Brown says unrelated name is Nug Nug One on League of Legends. I have no idea what any of those words mean. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a, a PSN name or something? I have no idea. Jorge Luis Sotelo says if Jimmy Garoppolo could have played and chose not to to spite the team, says a lot about him as a competitor. That was for a shot at the Super Bowl. I would have done exactly what Jimmy did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm not a competitor. I'm not. I'm just a guy who has a YouTube channel. But uh, yeah. I don't have a contract next year, and you want me to play? Look what happened to Brock and, and Josh. No. Absolutely not. Give me give me some money, and I'll play. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Throw some money under the mattress. Yeah, guaranteed. Manny Fresh says, Manny please Fresh. Let Manny Fresh, one half of the big timers. Not Birdman, but he made the beats. Please let Glitchy go. I'm begging Lynch. I'll tell him. Uh, He's going to get paid a lot of money this offseason. Thank goodness. Justin says, Big Ten pitcher co-worker said he knows 10 people with Tommy John or Timmy John repair. Usually picked up three to five miles per hour because physical therapy is so effective. Yeah, that is, but that's not what he's having. He's not having Tommy John, yep. Grant, you plan on visiting the NFL Combine? No. I was going to, because I know the, the coach talks and the GM talks, but Niners don't have a top 100 pick, and it's cold. If they if to. they had a first-round pick, it would make a lot of sense. I would. Pete Ruiz says, I really want them to draft Julius Brents out of Kansas State, 6'4 corner who can high point the football. I like 6'4 corners. Yeah. Dustin the Gale says, Jesse, with $95 million in cap space, the first overall pick, and an up-and-coming quarterback, could the Bears be a threat to the Niners next year? I don't know about next year. I don't think ne- I think the Lions are the supreme team in that division next year. But, but I think that they, uh, I mean, if they play this right, this is the offseason that's going to springboard them into comp- being competitive for sure. Who's their coach? Eberflus? Yeah, yeah. Eberflus, I think. Yeah. Not going to happen. Kev F says, <laughs> What's your mic setup, Jesse? If I, Looking- if I have to sneeze to say your name, you're probably not going to win a lot of games. Not going to happen. Uh, not going to, not going to, not going to. Uh, Kev F says, What's your mic setup, Jesse? Looking to upgrade. Oh, yeah. I can tell him what your mic setup is. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Blue Sona by Logitech with the blue mic arm and a uh, Wave XLR, um, whatever they're called, amplifier. So thing. Logitech makes Blue Yeti. Yes. Hey. I do. They Jesse do. said at the end of the day, LOL. <laughs> a lot of people do. Sometimes I do too. Yeah. I might I'm have. Saying. Jorge says, got, uh, go to La Sandwich. Oh, I've been there. I've freaking been to La Sandwicherie. It's hella good. Uh, I, I was in uh, Miami for a week when the Niners were in the Super Bowl. It's hella good. Mandolin for some great Greek food or Ceviche 105 for amazing Peruvian. Cool. Also, and this is super boozy of me, but Joe Stonecrab, have you been? To Joe Stonecrab. Or do you know? No, you don't know about it. There's three. There's three in the country. There's one in Miami, the OG. There's one in Chicago and one in Vegas because I'm feeling like, you know, I don't know why. But anyway, I'm not saying anything about Chicago and Vegas, but Miami. What am I trying to say? The people who run those cities like Joe Stonecrab and brought it out. And brought it out. It's so good. It's sustainably. They, They don't kill the whole. They just... Break off a claw. It's hella good. And it's like the special dipping mustard. It's so good. Mm. Joe Stone Crab. Phenomenal. It's so good. Mom, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, a couple more. Calvin Hobbs, everyone rehabs at different rates. Based on DR's estimates, Purdy was deciding between no surgery, brace, or TJ. Probably wanted fastest return. Delome only took seven months to recovery from TJ. 
Okay, well, we'll see what happens. It's still a bit of a mystery, like, what he's going to be like when he comes back. Meant more as an entertaining game versus Cowboys. Anyone in their right state of mind knew after uh, the half it was a W for the Eagles, just saying. Yeah, that game sure. was the yeah. worst game ever. It sucked. Lance wore three stars hat, Titans three stars logo trade. <laughs> he also wore an, a Giants hat at the at his at his uh, in the locker room last week. So funny. They paid Jimmy fifteen million this year. Isn't it fair to expect him to play in the playoffs and one hundred and forty million before that? I mean, you can expect whatever you want to expect, but I could have told you what he was going to do. I could have told you that, Kyle. You you're surprised. Talk. To, call me. You got my number, man. Call. I could have told you. I think there was a lot of people talking about even right after the injury happened and there was a chance that he could come back by the NFC Championship or Divisional or some people even thought wild card. A lot of people said there's no way that Yee is going to let him do that. No, it would be stupid. I could have told you that, man. Julio Sanchez has just wanted to say best coverage on YouTube. Hey, Jesse's pretty good too. Just want to say I got a whole... I'm like I'm like Mike Shanahan. I got a whole tree, and I'm proud of it. A lot of people you do. doing their thing you do. on YouTube yeah. right now, and and a lot of us have gone off and gotten our own head coaching jobs. What what hurts me is when the content creators that I've helped start fighting each other. But you know what? Everyone's grown up. I can't do anything about it. But I'm like, oh, you guys disagree? Yeah. Make a show about it. Yeah. Go lie. <laughs> that, Don't fight saying, on Twitter. Yeah. Go on YouTube. Anyway, yeah. that's not that's neither here nor there. Grant, buy a new damn mic. Did it's upstairs with the arm and the mixer, waiting for a ten dollar cable to tie it all together. I swear to God, it comes down to a ten dollar cable that's coming on Sunday. <laughs> McDermott says Grant wine suggestion from Mr. Cohen. It's a Pinot Noir from Dundee Hills, Willamette Valley, Oregon, called Sokol Blosser. Well, we love Willamette Valley Pinots, Dundee Hills. I will check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Madness the Menace says I'm a Niner fan but an NFL first love the content G thank you too G Ezio says two years ago I wanted the Niners to draft Asante Samuel Jr. we traded down and charges took him under us I am glad that Banks seems to be working out yeah good for Banks that is actually a really good call because a lot of people wanted Asante Samuel and after one year there's a lot of pounding of the chest but now we see Banks is pretty good Hell yeah. David Velez says Lance comes across as the most likable person in the world. Hopefully both him and Purdy come back full strength. I think they'll support each other. I think they're both extremely likable, though. That's what's great about these guys. I think Purdy's extremely likable. I think Lance is extremely likable. That's why I just don't understand hating really either one of them. I mean, I have to give my opinion, and I'm choosing one guy because that's what I'm supposed to do with a platform. But it doesn't mean that I dislike the other one. I think it's crazy to hate either one of these guys. They've both been wonderful so far. Jimmy coming back was to hold a clipboard, but he probably didn't want to do that. Um, I think he'd be happy to hold a clipboard. I don't think he wants to risk injury. He's about to get paid in a month. One month. Yeah. He's not yeah. risking that for the Niners or anyone. And I understand. I we'll, see understand. How, we'll see how much he gets paid. We'll see. It's true. Uh Last topic, then we're getting out of here. Jesse, tell the good people that watch our show why they should be familiar, concerned even, with the Texan salary cap situation. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers, we just talked about it, have just over $8 million after their futures deals. And the Texans are sitting at a little over $37 million. And we know that they just hired D'Amico Ryan's 
who is going to want to make his mark over there and immediately bring players over that he knows and trusts and can help kind of be his rah-rah guys behind the scenes. I fully expect that Aziz Alshair ends up being there. That's and one. And that's, that's almost I got one another, I got another one that really concerns me. Okay. Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley. That yeah. one concerns me. Yeah. He's a really good player, and I don't know that the Niners are just going to give him whatever. They're not going to write him a blank check. There's going to be a number that the Texans could, could beat if they want to. I feel like he's theirs if they want him. I feel like... We all thought that Emmanuel Mosley would be back once he got injured. We're like, okay, well, the silver lining here is that they're going to be able to keep him for cheap. Not anymore. Not necessarily. Not if D'Amico Ryans likes him. They could use a corner over there. So, yeah, I think that's a possibility. Jimmy Ward could be a possibility. I think there's a lot of possibilities. Some of these depth pieces that we think we might be able to get back for cheap might end up going there for a couple extra hundred thousand dollars. No taxes in Texas. So, yeah, they, this is this is a team much like we saw with Miami, who was... He's taking it off. Okay. <laughs> Fine! It's off! God, I like that sweater. I'm sorry. I got bullied into taking off the sweater. I'm yeah, you did. You got bullied on your own stream into taking off the sweater. That's crazy. I'm sorry. That's- crazy is that a levi t-shirt it is yeah you can see the little thanks Red but much like we saw with miami where they became 49ers south beach well we might see 49ers south come out of texas so definitely be familiar with their salary cap situation be familiar with the needs on that team because offensively defensively it doesn't matter if D'Amico ryan's is familiar with these guys chances are he might pluck quite a few of them and he's not just coming for players he's coming for coaches too yeah he could take bobby slowick he could take who knows he could take anthony lynn be interesting to see how many people go with D'Amico. and what's interesting is it seemed like last year when there was an exodus of this coaching staff a lot of people went with mcdaniel to miami and Mm -hmm. was it because they believed in mcdaniel or was it because they were a little unsure of the new direction the Niners were going with the quarterback who hadn't played in a couple of years? I don't know. But it's interesting. Like, there's been no more clarity on that subject. And now you could argue, again, that the Niners have even more questions at quarterback this year than last year. So oh, yeah. how many people are going to jump ship amidst uncertainty and go to Houston? Because yeah. they have the first pick in the draft. They could sign Jimmy. They could draft Bryce. They could do whatever the hell they want. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. Second pick. What, what are they going to do? Are they, right. Second. Are they going? Are they going to sign Jimmy? Are they going to do what Kyle did and not take a quarterback and be like, we're going to take Solomon Thomas? I hope not. They got to take a quarterback. They got to take a quarterback. They got to. Why would you not? What, what do you have to? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Even if you mm-hmm. get it wrong, it's worth a shot. It's not like you gave like a. It's not like you gave a contract to Russell Wilson. Like you can't undo that but right missed on a first round pick that's okay just try again next year like the the cardinals they missed on rosen well you know they didn't really get it right on kyler either but they weren't afraid to move on did you see my list of all the quarterbacks drafted in round one last 10 years who had fewer than 900 throws i know trey lands on that list i I think i replied with the uh, johnny manzel money money sign it just seems like if you want to avoid 
a lot of busts. Maybe don't do that in the future. This is why I'm saying Anthony Richardson in round two? Yeah. In round one? Man, that's scary. That's risky. Will Levis falls under that category too, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's like 24. No, thank you. I would much rather gamble on Anthony Richardson in that athleticism. Was he 21? Then Will Levis, who finally emerged at 23 in college football? Get out of here. Yeah. Emerged. He wasn't even that good at Kentucky. (laughs) Right, right. But what do I know? Um, I think we have a couple more, and then we're done. Legendary Answers Niner says, I like the Bill Cosby sweater, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on. I'll put it back on. Thank you. Uh, Sup, can I... What's up, man? Can I get a, a... Sup, can I like your sweater? Hope BA gets a deal. Now everyone likes a sweater. Yeah, of course they do. You can't win for losing. All right, that's they're the end of the show. If, they're trying to see if you'll put it back on is what they're going for. That Ryan Hensley and Jack Hammer stream was on Monday, though. Uh, I was talking oh, about Twitter, Twitter Beast, oh, I know but I did, I did watch that. That was pretty funny. Can, that was wow. Uh, can we get an auto? But it, it wasn't it wasn't Ryan that got under Jack's skin. It was someone no. named David Hasselhoff. It's like, who the f- who is David Hasselhoff? Can we get an auto-tune Fernando with the new mic? Do, can you auto-tune your, your stuff? Yeah, you could. Wow. That's exciting. Then the answer is yes. Jimmy coming back was to hold the clipboard. Okay, we got everything. That's the end of the show. Are you doing anything else tonight? Not tonight. I will be... I'll do a call-in show tomorrow night. But not tonight. I got, you gonna I'm, wear going, a uh, I'm going on somebody else's podcast. I'd you going to wear a Cosby sweater? But, uh, I don't know the name of it. Huh? You going to wear a Cosby sweater? I am now, yeah. It's the it's the thing to do in 2023. Cosby yeah. sweaters. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I I don't know what happened with his career. I followed him up until about 2013. 20, he was doing great. What is what's he doing these days? Bill Cosby. Hmm. I don't probably know. Just I should look into out. that. Yeah, probably yeah. chilling. Yeah. Just rode off into the sunset. Mick yeah, Durbin yeah. says, My last super chat was a mistake. I thought I was watching Jesse's channel. I'll get you next time, boss. No, that money went to me, baby. <laughs> and fernando thanks for watching go watch jesse and support jesse's channel and all the people that i work with including vish leave Vish alone he's a good (laughs) guy we have no beef leave him alone thanks everyone no beef wednesdays no beef wednesdays